the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back to The Bruce Hooley Show. This is Jack Windsor. That over there is Jeff Mertzall. He's doing a fantastic job, isn't he? Keeping me online and on time and uh, making sure that I, uh, you know, end the segments on time, which sometimes is an issue for me. (laughs) I can be a little bit long-winded at times, but uh, listen, thank you again for tuning in. And uh, one more time, 844-TALK-989. If you want to talk issue one, uh, issue one is important. If you've been listening, we've uh, already had a chance to dive in. Now, I put on my hard hat, my work clothes, grabbed my lunch bucket, and I went to work doing some research. And uh, I unpacked the results on Friday in the Ohio Press Network. The story is Swiss billionaire, progressive dark money groups, bankrolling opposition to Ohio issue one. Now, keep your eyes – by the way, get over there and read it. That way you can have some context today as you go to the polls. And uh, it also is a great foundation to what we're going to talk about next. And uh, that is part two on issue one uh, that I will publish later today. And uh, it, it's going to dive a little bit into the pros and cons, uh, what's being said about issue one and uh, what the reality actually is. And opponents of issue one, they would have you think that yes on issue one is about abortion and abortion only. Now, to be fair, there is a proposed constitutional amendment that has gathered signatures and appears to be headed to the November ballot, save uh, a lawsuit or two, and uh, that has registered under the umbrella of abortion rights. It's backed by the ACLU and Planned Parenthood. The language in the proposed amendment is so expansive, though, and ambiguous that opponents say it would take away parental rights when it comes to sex change surgeries. It would open the door for abortion to 40 weeks uh, for matters of convenience. And when I say sex change surgeries, by the way, I'm saying that for minors. It would also allow uh, abortion for, quote, health reasons. And and that's what opponents say will open the door to that 40-week abortion permission. If a pregnancy impacts the mother's financial, emotional, social, psychological, mental health, it could be deemed detrimental to the mother's overall health and thus result in an abortion. So that has been front and center. And... There's been a naughty, naughty, naughty half-truth that support of issue one is all about abortion. And it had life breathed into it when one Ohio news outlet north of us truncated a speech given by Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose. Now, the report highlighted LaRose saying, this is 100% about keeping 
a radical pro-abortion amendment out of our Constitution. And off they went. The story is Ohio Secretary of State LaRose admits issue one is about one issue, abortion. That's the headline. But that's not the full story. As Paul Harvey would say, here's the rest of the story. You see, in his speech, LaRose, who is a primary backer of the effort to increase the threshold to 60%, said this, and I quote, The solution to it is up to us between now and August 8th. We have an opportunity to raise the threshold to 60. And some people say this is all about abortion. Well, you know what? I'm pro-life. I think many of you are as well, right? And this is about, this is 100% about keeping a radical pro-abortion amendment amendment out of the Constitution. And by the way, that's where the news coverage ended. Rose went on to say, the left wants to jam it in there this coming November. And so, yes, it's about abortion, but it's about so many other things as well. Because the next thing they want to do is put a $15 an hour minimum wage in our state constitution. And who knows what's next? Marijuana? Or maybe we just get rid of that whole pesky keep and bear arms thing that's in our constitution. The left has really dangerous plans. And this one, this is one of the ways that we can make sure they're not successful. End quote. Jeff, wouldn't that have been something if they just would have added the whole quote? I mean, isn't that the purpose of the press? To be honest and forthcoming? The same reporter attempted to refute the notion that the November vote on a constitutional amendment doesn't include language expressly permitting transgender or parents' rights. Fact check. Abortion amendment says nothing about transgender rights. Yet, it's the lack of specificity that attorneys cite as the reason parental rights, late-term abortions, and minor gender transitions and abortions without parental knowledge and consent can happen. Terms are used in the amendment such as, quote, individual instead of female or mother. Health replaces life to purport that an abortion should be allowed if it is a threat to the individual, red mother, An abortion can be performed if a provider, maybe somebody that's a practitioner at a clinic that makes money aborting pregnancies, deems the pregnancy a threat to the health of the individual, not just the life. And again, that can include emotional, financial, psychological, mental states of being to the mother's life, not just her physical bodily health. Of course, the exact permissions aren't spelled out. That's what makes it easier for the movement to slip past Ohioans the real meat of the measure before citizens realize what's in it. It's akin to what former Democratic U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi once said. You remember that? We have to pass it so that we can find out what is in it away from the fog and the controversy. Now, Planned Parenthood, who opposes issue one publicly and is involved in the November issue, stated that abortion, quote, goes hand in hand with gender-affirming care. Well, there you have it. Strategically, though, It would likely bode better for opponents of Issue 1 if they painted the picture that Issue 1 is about only abortion because that makes it easier to get people to align around that one issue rather than, say, I don't know, six or seven. But this appears to be about more than abortion. I just read to you what Planned Parenthood said it's about. It's about gender-affirming care. But don't take my word for it. Cleveland's liberal mayor, Justin Bibb, he's a Democrat, he said last month, We can use our real political power to change the culture of guns in this state. It starts by voting no on issue one. By the way, 
to make sure we can maybe put a ballot measure on our state constitution and have common sense gun reform. And Unite for Reproductive and Gender Equity, URGE is the acronym, is an activist group that favors the November Amendment. Ohioans will vote on. And they've publicly stated that parental involvement laws need to end. Why? So that minors can make their own gender decisions. Minors, people that can't buy guns, can't vote, can't buy tobacco, can't go into rated R movies, can't in Ohio download certain social media apps, but by golly, they can mutilate their private parts. On the other side, dark money contributions have found their way to the Yes campaign with about $15 million flowing in from Concord Fund. Now, that's a war chest that spent millions to secure the approval of Trump SCOTUS nominees, SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett, and is linked to conservative Leonard Leo. However, that money went to Protect Women Ohio, a group that is not only spearheading the yes vote for issue one, they're working against the November radical abortion amendment. So it's likely that not all the money that they received will go toward issue one. Some of it will be held back for November. Look, cracking the code on why dark money contributions and donations from groups outside Ohio to both sides, it's not rocket science. People giving money want a return on their investment. Specifically, they want a result favorable to their cause. On the yes side are national groups like Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life Fund, with a mission to reduce abortions in America. Ohio groups supporting the initiative among many include Ohio Right to Life, Ohio Chamber of Commerce, Ohio Farmers Bureau. Why? Those groups see on the horizon attempts to hang on the Ohio Constitution things like recreational marijuana use. Oh, I don't know. Radical green energy policies that could hurt farmers. We'll dive into a little bit more what the no side has at risk and at play here. And we'll do that on the other side of this break. Thanks for tuning in to The Bruce Hooley Show. We'll talk to you in just a few minutes. Good final part part of the morning, and welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce Hooley, and uh, we have been talking ad nauseum about issue one. And you should go to the polls today and vote if you are registered to vote and able to vote and can legally vote. Make sure you take your photo ID with you because you'll need it in order to vote. Before we went to commercial break, I was saying that cracking the code on why dark money contributions and donations from groups outside Ohio to both sides isn't rocket science. And I said on the yes side are groups like Susan B. Anthony and then Ohio groups like Ohio Right to Life, Ohio Chamber of Commerce, Ohio Farm Bureau. Now these groups, they see things on the horizon. Attempts to hang on the Ohio Constitution significantly expanded abortion rights. We talked about that earlier. Permissions for minors to abort pregnancies and gender transition without parental consent. They see recreational marijuana efforts. And they have a notion that minimum wage increases are coming. That Biden-style green energy initiatives which could force farmers to retool equipment and methods in this high inflation, economically stressed environment. And the measures would have little 
economic impact other than higher costs to producers and consumers and little environmental impact. Now, given the spending and contribution history of funds administered by Arabella Advisors, the group we wrote about on Friday, the concerns here don't really seem that far-fetched since on aggregate these entities have a history of contributing to efforts with the mission to bring about those types of changes. Opposition to issue one can really be summed up easily. If it passes, it will be harder for those activists to put into the Constitution things that they currently can't get in the State House. But, you know, there is another group opposing this measure, voters who aren't in favor of progressive activism. They're focusing on the signature requirements for future citizen-initiated amendments that approving this amendment would bring about. Future citizen-initiated amendments would call for 5% of voters in the last gubernatorial election from all 88 counties to sign a petition in order to get the initiative on the ballot. And there would be no cure period, meaning once the signatures are submitted, that's it. You can't add to them. Here's my counter to that. If the desire to change the law at the constitutional level is strong, then alignment around collecting signatures should reflect that reality. The requirement isn't impossible. It's rigorous, of course, but it should be. The state constitution is the supreme law of the land. It's not the Ohio Revised Code. That's designed to be more responsive and based on the foundation, which is the constitution. Once the constitution is amended, it cannot be changed except by another amendment. Interestingly, The Ohio Constitution, with its bare majority threshold, has 172 amendments. By comparison, the United States has 27. Only 25 when you account for prohibitions, addition, and then subsequent subtraction. The point point is support for an amendment should be broad. And what is being added as an amendment should be clear. Look Look at a couple of the last amendments, most notably casinos and redistricting. Both were absolute fiascos, absolute fiascos. Casinos should have been established in the Ohio Revised Code through the state house, not the Constitution. Redistricting, that amendment, those amendments rather, I think one was 2015 and then another 2018. Those provisions that enshrined those things should have been buttressed by broad consensus and, and strong enough support that it should have been hashed out, clearly defined, and thoughtfully expressed in the language of the amendment. It wasn't perfected, though. How do I know? Look back at redistricting in 2022. It was a train wreck that played out in the back and forth between the Ohio Redistricting Commission and the Ohio Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court was forced to decide things which the amendment spells out they're supposed to decide but it was it was deciding things that the amendment didn't expressly state it should decide and you know what it turned into a political partisan game we're seeing the same train wreck about to happen in slow motion leading into november the language of that amendment is so overtly broad and ambiguous that one can already fathom the lawsuits that will soon happen after it's enacted if it does pass <sighs> 
you know, the opponents of issue one, they are outright lying when they say voting yes takes away the power of the people. It doesn't. Ohio is one of only 18 states that allow citizens to initiate constitutional amendments. Requiring 60% to do so is not only lower than the U.S. constitutional requirements, but it's on par and actually lower than the requirements to amend bylaws and constitutions of the groups who oppose issue one, ACLU, Ohio Democratic Party, NAACP, League of Women Voters, and teacher unions. All of these groups require at least 60%, up to 75% in the case of uh, one of the teachers' unions, Columbus Education Association, to amend their bylaws and constitutions. The reality is there are very few initiatives that reach the nexus of needing a constitutional amendment. And when they do, again, they should be important matters on which Ohioans agree and have the gusto to align around the effort to perform the rigorous tasks that need to be done. When that zeal lacks to amend the permanent law of the lands, Ohioans can still do two things. Senator Brenner alluded to it. They can still petition the legislature to create a law. If the legislature balks, doesn't oblige, they can collect signatures, 3% of voters from the last gubernatorial election in 44 counties, and then get it on the ballot and pass it with a bare majority of 50% plus one. They can also, via referendum, undo a law with the same process. 6% of voters in the last gubernatorial election provide signatures across 44 counties to put the referendum before voters and a simple majority wins. Now, the straw man argument is that passing issue one will make it harder for grassroots efforts to amend the constitution and easier for special interests to do so. That ignores the 800-pound gorilla. What is the 800-pound gorilla? The 800-pound gorilla is the fact that dark money progressives and democratic groups are already here. And whether the signature threshold is 5% or 10% matters not. What matters is at 50%, they're going to get over the bar more of their incredibly alternative efforts and fewer over the bar at 60%. And that's what this is about, isn't it? If it wasn't about that, why are these groups lined up to pour money into issue one? Foreign money and democratic progressive activists are already funneling that dark money into, by the millions, Ohio to advance their causes. That is the case, whether it's easier, harder, or neutral for grassroots efforts to put a citizen-initiated amendment before voters. Those funds have received contributions from, we said it, this, George Soros, and it's all about keeping the threshold at 50%. Folks, get out to vote today. Regardless of what you're doing, get to the polls, and then get back here for the next segment of The Bruce Hooley Show. We'll have State Representative Beth Lear. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.